Nitric oxide is naturally made in our bodies. A Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery that nitric oxide plays a significant role in the cardiovascular system. This discovery revealed nitric oxide as a vasodilator, helping to reduce blood pressure and increase oxygen in the blood. Produced by the lining of the blood vessels, known as the endothelium, nitric oxide acts as a messenger molecule, telling blood vessels to widen or dilate and contract or relax, like an elastic band. With enough nitric oxide, blood vessels can relax and widen, allowing blood to flow from and to the heart. As we age, we produce less nitric oxide. This can cause the cardiovascular system to become less elastic, which can reduce the flow of oxygenated blood to vital organs. This is the reason it's important to have an active lifestyle and a diet that's rich in nitrates, which bioconvert to nitric oxide and may help maintain normal blood pressure levels and a healthy cardiovascular system. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I've been part of the pharmacy industry, the pharmacy business professional since 2004, and I've learned so much from pharmacists. I can't believe one of the biggest consumers of our own podcast, that's me. I'm listening to these recordings between pharmacists, pharmacist to physician, pharmacists about healthcare, specialty disease states. The title of this podcast, if you didn't notice, the role of nitric oxide in metabolic functions. What a fascinating concept and really didn't understand how nitric oxide would implement, would collaborate with and become part of treatment and how a Nobel Peace Prize was awarded for discovery that nitric oxides plays a significant role in the cardiovascular system. The discovery revealed that nitric oxide as a, um, as a part of improving vascular health, cardiovascular health and increasing oxygen in the blood flow, which feeds the vital organs. I've, I was fascinated by this. So we, we had to get the right people on and we did. We, we have a partnership now with Berkeley Life and they're uh, subject matter experts in this specific um, topic. And it was exciting to run into pharmacists who understands this. And I'm welcoming Greg to the uh, Pharmacy Podcast Nation today. Um, Greg McKetrick, uh, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. So this topic and this subject, I had never really understood until reading uh, the amazing content that you actually supplied to me just to give me an overview. But the more I read about this, the more I was fascinated by this. I want you to kick things off uh, by talking directly to our pharmacists and even pharmacy technicians and pharmacy owners Give a little overview of yourself and how you got involved in, in leveraging nitric oxide. Well, I've been a pharmacist for over 30 years, Todd, and, and my current role, I work for a sterile compounding pharmacy. Uh, my sub role is that I'm the director of marketing and new business development. And I guess my sub sub role is I am a men's health specialist and, and sexual dysfunction specialist. So I work with a lot of guys that are coming in 
um, issues with ED. Some of them just develop over time, some of them due to surgery or other disease states or injuries. And I knew for a long time, obviously, you know, we use certain medications in treating these patients, typically the PDE5s, Cialis, Viagra, Levitra, and Stendra. And all the pharmacists will, you know, certainly recognize the mechanism of action. We're, we're blocking the breakdown of nitric oxide, and that causes a spike, and that's allowing for erectile function. So my understanding of this was pretty sound, but I started doing more work with it and kind of incorporating some other products. I was using some nitric oxide boosters um, with my patients because I felt it would be to their advantage if we could really increase what I call, you know, the fuel to the engine. And I had a lot of folks that I had talked to, uh, directors of urology departments at major universities. And, and most of the products that I used in the past were, were commonly known products. Most of them relied on L-arginine, L-citrulline um, in terms of the, the ingredient. I was very fortunate. I was at a uh, metabolic health conference and ran into the folks from Berkeley Life. And a very novel idea, they had these neat little test strips that would measure the nitrite level in your saliva. <laughs> and, you know, among other people, I, I was speaking with their rep and, and they went ahead and they did a nitric oxide test on me, which takes all of about 10 seconds. Um, and I came back kind of medium range, not great, not bad. And, you know, I, I'll explain more about that as we go through this, but um, they gave me a couple of capsules of their product to try, and then I retested in about two hours, and I was off the chart. And I thought that was really significant. And I saw this as a means of incorporating this product, not only for the, the benefits, but also because, man, this is a great way to introduce this to patients and to physicians and practitioners. Um, so brought the product back and started to really learn more and more about it. And we started to see tremendous response in patients. And again, as I mentioned at the onset, I'm a compounding pharmacist. So we do sterile compounds. And I'm going to tell you, we don't bill insurance. We really don't fill your, your typical trade prescriptions. Uh, it's all the compounded medications, injections, and that sort of thing. However, once I started to test the nitric oxide levels and explain the mechanism of action to patients, we started seeing an insurgence of prescriptions for PDE5s, for, for Tadalafil. Um, and, you know, I hate to say this, but it went from zero to $60,000. And, you know, that's a tremendous jump. And the only thing I can really tell you is that it was because of the introduction of the Berkeley Life product and the test strips. So what's the difference between this product and you know what things I'd been using in the past. Well, again, as I mentioned, previously the products were based with L-arginine or, or citrulline, amino acids. And those are a very common source of, of ingredient for increasing nitric oxide. The problem that develops with L-arginine is that over years and time, over the, the aging process and through 
different disease states and different medications even, there is a L-arginine NOS, which is the, the nitric oxide species that, that actually converts the L-arginine into nitric oxide. The NOS ends up being uncoupled through this process called oxidative stress. And again, different disease states lead into this, different factors in the environment, um, different medications can lead into this. And what ends up happening is this uncoupling, it impairs the ability for our body to convert the L-arginine into intracellular nitric oxide or intracellular L-arginine into nitric oxide. Um, and it can actually cause more problems, more deleterious effects, because uh, it feeds into the production of what are called superoxides or scavengers and um, you know different products in the body that really cannibalize not only the, the nitric oxide, but they can have effects on tissue membranes and other functional systems. So again, the, the, the nice thing about the Berkeley product, it's not L-arginine based. It's using a combination of vitamins, but primarily it's potassium nitrate and beetroot. It is adequate for patients of any age, whereas, as I mentioned, the L-arginine products, typically you kind of get to a point where you're about 40 years of age and that kind of stops being functional. So that was my introduction into it. Um, Hopefully that answered your question. It does. And what I always think of when I, when I see supplements that are receiving as much attention as this product is getting, including a, a Nobel Peace Prize for the, for the research itself, which is so impressive, I always go back to how are we getting this supplement? How are we getting this substance based on natural levels? So I look at the charting and the nitrate-rich foods that you've listed, like spinach and lettuce and Swiss chard and celery. And I think, well, as a culture and as a society, unless you're very um, specific to paying attention to consuming foods like that, we probably don't naturally get enough of this nitric oxide in our system to keep it at an optimal level to help other things from happening as we move forward in life. And the older that we're getting, I'm looking at your charting and I'm seeing that, it, that there's significant declines when we start hitting age 50. Um, I'm going to be 49, um, you know, 2021. So this is, this podcast is, <laughs> it's having a bigger effect than just our listeners listening in as, as clinicians out there. Um, our, our leading providers are pharmacists, but it, th this should have an impact on our, con on our consumers as well and just clients out there and patients out there who, who need to be cognizant of this information. Yeah, and what you're stating is 100% true. And in fact, you're above the age where we really start seeing the significant decline in the nitric oxide. Typically, by about age 40, nitric oxide levels have dropped to about 50% of where we had our optimum levels. Um, by the age of 60, you're down to about 15%. So what I correlate this to in my practice, and of course, this is, this is not just for 
you know, using, I use it a lot for ED, but it's not just for that. It's for cardiac function. It's for glucose metabolism. It's for immune system. It's for gut health. My practice just revolves around ED and it's very easy to explain how, Hey, when you're 20 years old and your system is vital and you have, you know, all the nitric oxide and your testosterone levels are good and nobody complains about ED. Well, then once we're in our forties and fifties, this is where we start seeing guys getting the prescriptions for the Viagra and, you know, well, why is that? Well, very obvious, the nitric oxide levels have dropped to a point where our natural response isn't going to maintain our system. So we watch this as it's a linear degeneration in terms of the amount of the nitric oxide production in our system, and that correlates to a, a reduction in function. So when you can explain this to a patient and show them their level by using the test strips and then really kind of give them this diagram of how this uh, decline in function is related to the reduction in our natural production, it, it's a very easy thing for patients to understand. Amazingly, you know, even, even a lot of the physicians that I talk to I have to explain this a couple of times and then they kind of give you the little nod and like, okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but for patients, they see this and, and it is a, a almost immediate, you see the light pop on. So when I think of our consultant pharmacists who are out there um, managing treatment programs for seniors, and then I think of our community pharmacies who are seeing their patients uh, 10 times more than their primary care sees those same individuals and patients. I think of a opportunity for both of those, the consultant pharmacist and the community pharmacies to look into the science of nitric oxide and then, you know, really engaging the Berkeley life team to uh, set up uh, an understanding of, of where this could fit in the specific disease states that, in conditions that their patients may be facing, what type of barriers before they start acting in a consultative fashion do you suggest as a, as a pharmacist who really understands this? Is this over the counter or should they be discussing this with the patient's um, primary care physician regarding aging, diet, exercise, the medications that they're on? Obviously, drug-drug interactions, but I just want to open up that portion of this podcast for our listeners who are obviously our primary pharmacists out there. Sure. So you know, the, the great thing about the Berkeley product, it is as safe and effective as eating five ounces of spinach. So we're not going to see major drug interactions. I, I put the one caveat on there. If someone's taking Coumadin or, or they're on an anti-clotting mechanism, we, we, we want to be careful if they're on a diet that limits their greens, that sort of thing. Beyond that, it's very safe. It is over the counter. So can we tie the physicians in? Yes. I work with a lot of physicians offices where they have actually started using the test strip as part of their diagnostic criteria. So, I mean, they can certainly be brought into this, this kind of circle of care, but this is something where, whether it be the, the consultant or the community pharmacist or compounding pharmacist, they can work directly with the patients. What does it take for them? They have to have the basic understanding. And as I've said, it's a really pretty simple pathway to explain. 
We've got a lot of nitric oxide when we're young. We don't have it when we're older. Once we start getting into this age group, what do we start seeing? We start seeing cardiac issues. We start seeing hyperlipidemia and high blood pressure. We start seeing ED. We start seeing uh, issues with glucose metabolism. So all of these metabolic functions rely on nitric oxide. So it's really in the best interest of your patients to explain this. And I always have the conversation. I say, guys, you can do this if you really want to, to change your diet and adhere to a very green diet, lots of spinach and beets and arugula like we were talking about before. And I'll be honest with you, I probably have 1% of my folks that say, yep, I'm going to go that route. Um, it's just not the norm in the American diet anymore. And, and busy folks just don't do that. So taking the supplement a couple of capsules a day gives them that same equivalence. Like I said, it's five ounces of spinach equivalent in terms of the, the amount of nitrite produced. So my, my ask for those pharmacists would be, you know, do the little bit of education that it's going to take to really understand this process and then make a commitment as part of consultations, as part of patient education, uh, if you're speaking to groups of patients, if you're, if you're doing it one-on-one, -on -one, whatever the case might be, you know, introduce this concept and explain what the benefits are. I always think of the studies to support such claims and the, um, the clinically validated reporting is out there in the numbers of 5,768 studies listed on PubMed under nitric oxide, all showing the positive effect of NO um, that has on the body. What, um, what sector of pharmacy do you see this really having the biggest effect on? And I know that's kind of an open-ended question, but I'm thinking of our community pharmacists and our consultant geriatric focused pharmacist and our specialty pharmacist, but where do you think this fits where someone listening to this podcast right now could really make an impact on their, on their patient base, on their client base? I'd love to say everybody, um, <laughs> because I think that's the right answer. Um, in reality, I think what we find out is consultant pharmacists, Pharmacists that are, are working more in maybe an independent community pharmacy. Uh, certainly anyone who's doing a lot of patient education. Again, I spend about half of my day on patient education and physician consultations. So, you know, I do a tremendous amount of, of discussion and, and education with my patients. If you are in a role where you have that opportunity, this is this is something I call the, the mindset shift. So pharmacists, by our nature and through our history, we have essentially been a fulfillment practice, meaning doctor orders it, we fill it, we give it to the patient, say, okay, take this with food and water. We are not typically in the role of the consultative pharmacist. And we really should be. We need to get to a point where our value, our knowledge in our training is taken advantage of. And there's no better way to do that 
I mean, again, like you mentioned, we have much more access and, and time spent with these patients. We can be the consultative piece in their program. And, you know, not for nothing, but this is something that can be paid consultations, guys. So, you know, there's a lot of avenue. It's not just the revenue from the products. There's a lot that comes off of this in terms of new revenue streams. That's good to hear. And I, I think that our listeners are going to appreciate that. Um, I, I think of that story that you um, referenced originally, which is um, general health after the patient sees the primary care or the physician, it's now up to that pharmacist to um, place the importance of adherence um, above all, and of course the safety of the patient above all. But now we have an opportunity as pharmacists and as consultant pharmacists to think of other ways to supplement our patient's health um, based on what they're going through. And this sounds like it's a product that could easily be recommended on a multitude of different um, uh, situations and treatments and conditions. Um, and then of course, um, asking that patient to be, um, be cognizant of what's happening in their life, uh, diet, obviously, um, motion, uh, flexibility, um, you know, taking a walk, doing something. But when you start putting nitric oxide into um, each of our bodies and and I'm starting this uh, when when I get my order in the next week um, there is an opportunity to change that circulation uh, and and upset the how hypertension affects what millions and millions of people um, throughout the throughout the world um, give us um, give us kind of an, an a way to counsel those patients about nitric oxide what have you told patients in in your uh practice um greg that's helped uh to get patients understanding almost you know immediately of of how this impacts them in their life well and again you know the the great majority of patients that i work with are are generally sexual dysfunction patients men and women um when we talk about this a lot of it circles around aging. Aging means reduction in hormone levels. Aging also means reduction in nitric oxide. These two things are married very, very well. So the biggest impact that I've seen with it has certainly been with men with ED and being able to convey to them the, the relation of the nitric oxide with vasodilation increased blood flow and the ability to maintain erection is enormous. And that in and of itself has been probably the biggest conversation starting piece when we're working with our patients. Now, just so you know, you know we have incorporated this into other treatment plans. Uh, I have diabetic patients who, you know, I started them on the nitric oxide along with their other therapies due to uh, the ED, and then I get a follow-up phone call that you know their their AM blood sugars dropped 25 points. Mm -hmm. uh, I have patients that we work with a lot of COVID patients, and nitric oxide is essential. It improves respiratory function. It boosts the immune system. So there are so many different applications. The biggest one for us certainly has been with ED and. 
that is, like I said, a very, very straightforward, very simple conversation and consultation to have with the patients. That's great. There's a lot of direction there. I think that the audience that's listening are definitely, um, you know, community consultant pharmacists, specialty pharmacy pharmacists out there who are digging into a specific um, condition or disease state. I think of those patients dealing with um, cancer and entering different treatment for um, for for cancer treatment and how this could help. Um, them feel better, um, as well as the the go-to, um, which is uh, obviously our diet and, and the impact that our diet has and exercise has on us feeling better. But um, this is this has created a tremendous curiosity among um, among clinicians, uh, among our pharmacists. We've really started reaching out to our pharmacists through social media about nitric oxide to prepare them for this series. Um, Greg, tell us about the rest of this uh, three-part series of what we're going to be talking about. So the, the second portion of this series is really going to get into a discussion about a, uh, a protocol that I developed. And again, I work with a tremendous amount of patients that have gone through prostate cancer. And the recovery after that was something that was very, very uh, apparent to me. They just weren't seeing really the proper follow-up. It was uh, nothing less than a void in medical care. Um, and I formulated a protocol that addresses this, and I actually have now worked with about 30 different neurology groups where they refer the patients in, and through this process, we work on penile rehabilitation, physical therapy, and a key component to this is the Berkeley Life nitric oxide product. Um, so the second component, the second uh, podcast is going to incorporate some folks that uh, really industry leaders in terms of what we do. So, so they're, they're leaders from TPC, which is the compounding group, and also the publisher for the uh, International Journal of Pharmaceutical Compounding, Dr. Allen. And, you know, that is going to be, I think, a tremendous opportunity for us to delve into exactly what we're doing and how we're approaching this. So that's what the second episode is really going to be about. And hopefully we'll have you know a lot of following as far as that. I think that that'll have a great impact. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And then we're following up with a third part and we're going to dig into top applications for nitric oxide and the largest potential for pharmacies too, because yeah. if this can become a supplement that can be recommended to specific patients, and then of course uh, have communication with them ongoing, I think this links you back uh, as a pharmacist, as a consultant to your patients, and then communication with your primary care as follow-up. But um, Greg, I'm, I'm excited about this series. I'm excited about the intelligence that you're bringing to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation as a compounding pharmacist and what you've done with, uh, with Stanley now for, for years as a compounding pharmacist. So we're excited about this. Uh, I am too. And, you know, I think that getting the message out and like I said, my goal with a lot of what I do is really to get this mindset shift. I want to see pharmacists really using their knowledge and their experience and, 
again, kind of getting out of this, this concept that everything is about just order fulfillment, because, you know, to be honest, let's face it, the, the reimbursements are not good. Hmm. The FDA is tough on us. We can build our practice in, in our profession back up through this shift by going into more of a consultative mindset. So, you know, hopefully that message will get out and people will see the avenues that they have available to them. Absolutely. Well, Greg, we've um, really enjoyed the stage setting of this three-part series uh, brought to us by Berkeley Life and the team, um, the clinical team yourself is a big part of that. We're looking forward to the other two episodes. We will have information in our show notes of how to reach out to the Berkeley Life uh, team, as well as uh, a link to uh, Greg's LinkedIn. And uh, Greg, once again, I thank you so much for today's information. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Todd. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Todd Urey, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast. We had Greg McKetrick on, uh, pharmacist, compounding pharmacist with Stanley Specialty Pharmacy specifically talking about nitric oxide. And if you have any questions, please reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network, as well as the links in the show notes. If you're driving, if you're uh, doing something right now, you can't um, follow up. Do not worry. We will have this in our show notes and you can access this at pharmacypodcast.com as well as a page dedicated to our professionals through uh, Berkeley Life. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. <laughs>